Hey, welcome guys. Hangout Talks podcast. I'm super excited. This is Peter underscore the suited marketer and I'm with Trent, Mr. Goodall. We have our personal friend, CJ De Dios, aka DJ Siege De Dios today. It's a very relatable story to yours. Hustling with your passion. Today we're chatting about get to know his story, to start before you're ready, to always be a student, and some funny stories along the way. With all that said, let's hang out. All right, everybody, we're excited to have our good friend CJ De Dios uh, with us today. Yeah. He's a DJ by night and an account manager by day. If you haven't heard his mixes or have them at your parties, you should, and you're missing out right now. But more <laughs> importantly today is what you'll find is his story is so relatable to yours because he's grinding, he's hustling too, and is passionate about what he wants to do. So we'll get to know that a little bit too as well. So let's welcome CJ. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Hey, CJ. Yeah, CJ got his DJ voice going on, too, as well. So, yeah, uh, perfect. The golden voice. I'm missing my sirens. <laughs> I, need my, voice. I need all my effects, like my horns and stuff, too. But <laughs> we'll do without that for now. <laughs> hey, you can if you want to. No, no, no. I don't got him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, absolutely, man. Like, I, th- this is great for everybody that's hanging out. We're, we're hanging out with CJ, and we... Uh, we're all good friends and we hung out before too as well and uh, this is great because it, it just fits what we're trying to do too as well and just reaching mm-hmm. out to different people in different realms and how they're hustling and doing what what advices they have because it's so valuable because it's so relatable in that sense too as well um so mm-hmm. I, tell them about your story man like um a little bit about yourself and just about your journey uh to djing to fitness and where you're at right now yeah yeah for mm-hmm. sure um so, I mean, DJing, that was, uh, I've been DJing for five years now. So January marked yes. my, my fifth year, which is crazy to me. Cause I, I still feel like I, you know, I just started yesterday, you know? Um, yeah. but I guess, I guess the best place to start the story off was uh, I've had exposure to DJing, um, ever since middle school, really, to be honest. Um, my, you know, it was in middle school. I've always been into music, um, and you know my my foundation is always hip hop. I've always loved hip hop. You know, I grew up in the north side of Park Hill, so um, you know I was just into just been into hip hop the whole time. And um, you know, when I was in middle school, my mom wanted to get me into uh, music of some sort. She wanted me to like, you know, get me into an instrument or whatever. And so I was like, um, she she wanted me to play piano, but I was like. No, I actually, I kind of want to get into DJing, and I had no clue what DJing was, but, yeah. you know, she, she bought me uh, turntables, so I was very blessed and fortunate that she was able to get me some DJ equipment, but I had no idea what to do with it, you know, I would just, yeah. it. You know, this is before, this is before YouTube yeah, days, yeah. right, so, okay, okay, so we, so, like, I had, a, I had an idea in my head of what a DJ was, but I, you know, I didn't have YouTube videos to go to. I couldn't go on the internet and find out how to DJ. Um, and uh-huh. nor did I have anyone that I knew that could teach me, you know? So I would just literally like, I would yeah. get records and I would play records on, on it and, and just kind of mess around on it. And I did that for, you know, during middle school. Um, so that was my first exposure into DJing. But then um, I kind of put that to the side when I went to high school, because I was like focused on sports and stuff. Because um, I actually wanted to be an athlete in high school. Um, okay. my whole attention was turned to sports. Um, and I just kind of like turntables were just gathering dust, you know, 
um, in my house, but they were still there. Um, and then of course college, um, you know, I go to college and basically I, I kind of get back into liking music and, and really falling in love with, uh, just listening to it, doing research on it. Um, and I, toward the end of college, well, before I was graduating, I, I had this irk inkling to like get back into DJing, uh, because I would always, you know, like while I was doing homework in college, um, I would always like listen to DJs on the radio because it was like a good way to just listen to music while, while I'm working on homework. Um, and I didn't have to worry about like changing the station or anything. So I would just listen to a bunch of DJs on the radio while I, while I did my homework. And so that kind of got me back into wanting to DJ. And then, um, you know, from there, uh, after I graduated, uh, I think the opportunity that got me to actually DJ was my, uh, my cousin. He, uh, it was like a few months after I graduated, he had to, um, he was getting married and he needed a DJ. And that was just like, when it clicked in my head, he came to me and asked, you know, Hey, what, what should I do about my music for, for my wedding? And, you know, right out, right out the gate, yeah. I was just like, yo, let me, let me, let me handle it. Let me do this. <laughs> yes. I, I had no, like, I didn't have equipment. I, I still wasn't, like, I didn't know anything. I was like, yo, let me do it. So, so right after yeah. that, you know, we got, I got, I got some basic DJ equipment. Um, and, and I did my first gig, you know, with my cousin at my cousin's wedding and it was a hit. Mm -hmm. And ever since then I called myself a DJ and five years later, here I am. <laughs> so no yeah. oh, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> and no that's that's crazy because i i love that because it's honestly it's uh when you they people always preach like just do it even when you're not ready right like yep. one of those just do it and find yeah. out and then learn it mm -hmm. and then go do it like accept it and go do it so like that that is an example of it yeah and i think I, for me it was like i just i kind of needed that sign you know because like i said before yeah. before yeah. my cousin came to me i was like I, I, I had a hunch that I wanted to do it, but I, I didn't have an excuse to go out and like, you know, get started on it and, and mm -hmm. actually commit to it. Um, I also mm -hmm. want to mention, and for those of you who don't know, who are listening on the podcast, um, Tret actually has experienced DJing as well. And I actually haven't, <laughs> I actually haven't told this to Tret today. Good At times. least I, I don't think I have. But Tret actually, believe it or not, he actually influenced me as well. Uh, oh man kind of get started um if you remember and I'll, I'll i'll tell another quick story um he you know he's part of the machines remains crew and he um he would host these events at regis um to fundraise right for for, to, yeah, for, yeah. Your, uh, for your dance crew and if they're like traveling and stuff and so i remember one night i went to i went to one of his fundraisers and i saw he busted out a dj controller out there and you know like i said i was i was thinking about djing but um, I wasn't committing to it, but when I saw him with the controller, I, you know, I went up, I asked some questions about it. And that was like my first time seeing like new current DJ equipment in front of me. Um, and so I saw that and that kind of like sparked, sparked it within me and, and like, it got me exposure to it as well. So Tret doesn't, Tret might not know that, but like that experience in itself, that story, like that also kind of pushed me towards, okay, you know, now I know what it looks like, you know, maybe I can, maybe I can actually do this. Maybe I can actually make that investment and, and go forward with it. So like, Tret is a key part of me becoming a DJ. I'll, I'll, <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No, like, I, I honestly did not know that. I, I did not know that. I, my dance crew needed a DJ. Um, and look at financially, yeah. like either I pay for a DJ or pay that equipment for mine for the DJ and just do it myself. And that's right. kind of mentality wise. And it was like, uh, yeah. and then, CJ and I DJed a couple of our fundraiser too. So like yeah, we, yeah. 
Uh, of course, mm-hmm. mine now is collecting dust. Yeah, I remember those. Um, <laughs> Peter was at Regis. Uh, talking about. <laughs> I was at Regis for a while. I was over there for a while. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> you got busted back out, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's, it's hey, collecting hey, dust. Hey. It's collecting dust. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure, man. And um, yeah, like with, with DJing stuff, I think it's a, it's amazing. What challenges do you think like that you kind of like when you first started? What were like the challenges that you kind of like had to go through figuring equipment out and um, everything? Well, I mean, when so when like when I started, um, obviously I I kind of started not prepared, so. You know, I didn't because I just kind of set it on a whim that okay, I'm going to do this. I didn't really think through of uh, you know, like I didn't have any guidance when I first started. Um, I I can tell you like I've never actually had a real mentor. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah. For DJing everything I've you know I I learned through like I said the internet. Yeah. I learned through YouTube. I learned through studying other DJs, and there definitely have been DJs around in the mm-hmm. community. And by the way. The, the community in DJ, yeah. uh, the Denver, the DJ Denver community, I guess, is is really awesome. And, and they're very friendly and they're very helpful. So I, I love them for that. But uh, and they're definitely mm-hmm. like a few select DJs that helped me get my start, like helped me get into clubs, helped me uh, get mm-hmm. events. Um, we're grateful. They helped me get that exposure. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in terms of actually learning the craft of DJing and and getting uh you know, getting my hands wet and, and studying, you know, how to scratch, how to mix all that. Like I had to self-teach, uh, teach myself and I'm still teaching mm-hmm. myself to this day. You know, I, I'm not an expert mm-hmm. at it by any means. I'm still, I'm still taking classes, especially Absolutely. these days during quarantine, you know, I'm yeah. still, um, doing like live streams. I'm tuning into live streams. Yeah, yeah. They're doing like live, you know, scratch practice and whatnot. So I'm doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that's a challenge, like me not having guidance. So I kind of had to figure a lot of things out on my own. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess another thing is like resisting the urge to compare my journey to others. Yes. Um, Because Mm -hmm. once once I got into DJing, you know, obviously you network with other DJs and then you see where they are and then you're like, oh, I got to do that. Or, you know, I got to be on their level or man, he's not that great. I should be getting, you know, as many fans Mm -hmm. as as this other DJ is getting, but um you know so i had to kind of catch myself and be like yo this is your own journey like you know Mm -hmm. even if it takes longer for me to to get the experience or or get the results that another dj is getting you know i that's my path you know i'm I'm not on their path you know and and there's just going to be people out there that are always better than you and and you just kind of have to accept that and just focus on yourself Mm -hmm. you know make yourself your only competition so that's kind of how yeah. I see myself now. Like the, my only competition is the person I see in the mirror, um, you know, and so that's how I challenge myself every time. Uh, but that was, that was also a challenge for me when I first started was like, just not, you know, resisting the urge to compare myself to others. Um, and then the last thing was, uh, and I still face this challenge to this day is uh, getting caught mm-hmm. up in like the business side of things. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know, everyone gets involved in a passion mm-hmm. and then, they, they take that passion. They're like, oh, okay, let's turn it into a business. And then there's all mm-hmm. this like logistical crap and, and whatnot that comes with a business, you know, doing taxes and <laughs> yes. buying insurance. Well, those taxes stuff. will kill you, man. <laughs> so, I mean, even as recent as I'd say last year, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting, uh, I was getting a lot of gigs scheduled and, um, you know, because of that, I was doing a lot of marketing I was, uh, had to deal with like a lot of logistics, a lot of planning. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was a point where I, I started to feel like, you know, I wasn't focusing on my foundation, which is my actual DJ. And I was focusing more on the business Mm -hmm. side of it and, and, you know, just trying to get money and, and 
get as much as I can. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of a challenge because I think a lot of people get caught up in that and they lose their why, which is, I know you guys always talk about your why. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. you know, and so we, I feel like there are times when you got to realize that you're getting caught up in other things and you just got to take a step back Ooh. and remember why you're doing things in the first place, what your, what your real passion is and what your foundation is. Um, so those are like the main things that I, I tend to experience as challenges. No, well said, well said. It's like definitely everybody's journey is different. Like I, I feel you, like you see it all, all aspects of life. Like even in school, you're like, man, that person is smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? I, like, Dang it. I have plenty of questions. That person doesn't even look like I have questions. They're just going about it. But right, right. But yeah. yeah, just going back, like, don't get caught up in it. And you talked about your why too. Like, it, what mm -hmm. is your why? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I, it just boils down to me. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with music. I'm obsessed with DJing. Like that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you guys see me on my free, yeah. like on my free time, what I'll do is I'll literally I'll just listen to mixes. I'll listen to I'll study DJs. I'll listen to their mixes and I enjoy it, you know. And I'll hear like uh -huh. how they're how they incorporate their creativity and and what kind of techniques they have. Um, I'm obsessed with music in general. Like I, I I keep up with all the new music that comes out. You know, I'm a big hip hop fan, so I you know I I feel like yeah. I'm a gossip page sometimes. <laughs> keeping up with keeping up with rappers <laughs> all the rappers i follow and, and stuff and you know just seeing yeah, yeah. what the new releases are every week and and whatnot and that's what it boils down to i just i love music it's my passion and and i mm -hmm. yeah, i feel like i just need to whenever someone has their passion you know i feel like the healthiest thing to do is to turn it into something tangible so for me it's like i have no, all this energy towards something that mm -hmm. that i like you know so i'm gonna turn it into me becoming a DJ and, and turning it into something that, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be something I make a living off of, you know, but just something that I occupy and invest time in, you know? So. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, that's definitely where that kind of like passion comes in. I think that's what makes you happy right. too. Like once you realize right. you found something like, okay, like I can just do or continue doing, I don't have to make money out of it. If it turns into a bigger business on its own, mm -hmm. just, just let it do it. Like it's, kind of thing yeah and it, it, it's just like the feeling you get like I, when you're obsessed with it like the feeling mm -hmm. like the money aside it, it, it's like you could be away from it for a while and then you come back and then let's see i guess the same as like let's say you haven't dj for a while but then you hear this mix and you go back into your turntables and yep. th that feeling that you get while you turn it on mm -hmm. and then you go about it it, it that feeling it, you can't even describe it like uh even for dance like mm -hmm. if you don't haven't danced for a while and you're like man i'm tired i don't want to do this i but then music comes yeah. on that you're like oh man okay when your body start moving you're like this is why i'm doing it and it just feels right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and i heard I, it was, I was listening to an interview earlier today of uh one of my favorite djs uh is dj camillo mm -hmm. out in new york so shout out to him but um he they asked him like a question about uh you know what what it would what advice do you have for DJs or, or, you know, what's your, like, what do you think about the DJ scene right now? Something along those lines. But he was like, you know, I see a lot of DJs coming up because it's so easy to get into it now. Um, but I see two mm -hmm. groups. I see DJs that are like super obsessed with it that, you know, practice every day and, and are into the culture and um, you know, are just, they just, they're, they bleed you know they bleed being a dj like it, it's it's in their veins right and then there's other mm -hmm. djs who are out there that are clearly just doing it for money like they're just doing it for attention they you know they're they just do it for yeah. the social media likes and and 
uh, being able to go out in the club and socialize with other people. Like there are other, there's that group as well. And they're clearly doing it also for money. Right. And he says, those people that are doing it for money, they don't really last long. And this is a DJ, you know, DJ Camillo has been out for a while, but um, it makes sense to me. Cause I, I kind of like put it through in my head. It's like, if you're doing something just for money, then once the money kind of burns out in one thing that you're doing, you're going to try to find the next thing that makes you money, mm -hmm. even if that's outside DJing, right? So mm -hmm. um, it makes total sense that they don't last long if you're just doing it for the money. And I feel like that applies to a lot of other passions yeah. too. If you're just doing it for money, there's so many ways to get money, right? And, and especially these days with, mm -hmm. with social media and the internet, so many different hustles out there. So if you're just doing it for money, exactly. you're going to bounce from different hustles. But if you're really passionate about it, that's how you have longevity in your passion and in, in, in the industry, yeah. I feel like. That's why they're called exactly, hustlers, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why they're called hustlers. I, it's for me, like I, in college, I played pool all day and I was like, and that, that was my hustle. I loved pool at the same mm -hmm. time, but it was more like I was getting that that, that dinner money. But that kind of faded away. But um, no, I, under, I feel you, man. Like I, we definitely see it all over social media, Instagram and, and everything. Like you like you see it. There are people who are mm -hmm. there. Kind of, they kind of throw things in your face like, hey, this is my new track. And vice versa. There's people that, yeah, like, hey, it's my new track. Check yeah. it out. No, it's okay. But let's hey i'm have a jam jam with me like you you could see that they're continuously working on it compared to like they're trying to build a business out of it you can clearly kind of kind of see it i think someone we talked to in one of our interviews he he always said like you can smell it off yeah. somebody like if you you can feel it right off of somebody like okay he gets he's solely for that business he has no uh, yeah he, uh it was uh christopher cory i i remember that mm -hmm. like he was uh yeah it was christopher cory he was like yeah, some, yeah. some yeah, people just right. smell the crap mm -hmm. on you like if you're full of crap like you're like, oh, I'm passionate about this, but like, mm -hmm. they're like, no, you're not. They can feel the passion when you talk about something. Like we we can sure. we can yeah. feel it if you're talking about DJ. Like right now, like you're like, this is my obsession, and you're not like, oh, I I, I think it is my obsession. Like no, this is, it is. Like you can hear it off your yeah. voice, um, versus yeah. mm -hmm. you hear off your yeah. voice and then it kind of the way you carry yourself and oh. everything like that too. Like yeah, yeah. And let me just clear it up. Like if you are a hustler out there no, 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 and no, no, you no. are like trying to get money and stuff, <laughs> like obviously people have their you know, like I said, people have their own journeys. People have their own reasons why they do things. So yeah, yeah. I ain't mad at the hustlers. You know, go get yours. Um, you know, but here I like I I feel like I'm yeah. I'm I'm in it for real. Like I I actually really want to you know follow yeah. out this as a passion. So I mean, but. You know, shout out to all you. <laughs> no, that's this hustle. No, no, respect to them. Well, money is their know. business. Like uh, that, exactly. that, that's their business. Like they're, they're about money, mm -hmm. whatever they have to do, and that's, that's their passion. Right, right. right. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. W away from serious stuff, though, man. We talked about music a little bit earlier. Let's get back to like what, what, what music genre excites you. So let's oh, get man. back to that. I know you said hip hop was the one that excited yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hip hop is mm -hmm. like it's. It's just that's where I was rooted in. I feel like you know, just like my environment that mm -hmm. I was in, um, you know, when I it was it was the music I was listening to when, uh, you know, the first I like when I was first when I was like five years old, like the the first song, the earliest song mm -hmm. I can remember was listening to like Diddy and Biggie. <laughs> yes, um, my cousin, my cousin oh, yeah. like I would be like yeah. in my I would be I would hang out with my cousins, and my cousins mm -hmm. we would all be in in the bedroom, 
and they'd play the song and they'd tell me to do dances because I was like the youngest person in there. So they'd be like, Oh, do the moonwalk, do the cabbage, <laughs> do the running man. So they like that was like my earliest memory of it. And I just remember being really happy when I heard when I heard stuff like that. And then, you know, just uh, we had one hip hop station here at the time in Denver, KS one seven five. So I would, you know, I would have that on constantly, um, you know, and so uh, just like I said, hip hop was the environment I was in and I love it to this day. Um, it's always going to be my foundation um, mm -hmm. for me being a DJ, but also just me as a, a music fan. But at the same time, I, I also think one of my strong suits um, is having because I was obsessed with music, I have like a good sense of music history. Mm -hmm. um, and so I listen oh. to a lot of other things, too. I mean, you know, I I, you know, I listened to a lot of pop. Um, I listened to rock. You know, that was kind of like the MTV era back in the day. Like you would watch TRL and, you know, yeah. it'd be the top 10 of just everything. So you you get exposure to a little bit of everything. Um, you know, so I listened to, mm -hmm. I had exposure to all that. You know, my parents being Asian, they they have karaoke. So I was <laughs> to old school music that way. And, and, and like classical music and and like 80s ballads and all that um and so i think just the culmination of all that experience um mm -hmm. which i think is great as a dj when you have you know more exposure to different genres it's it really helps you because then mm -hmm. you have more music knowledge um and it's easier for you to navigate in uh any parties that you do um but you know i i'm just happy that I got all that experience because now I feel like I'm so open to listening to pretty much any genre. Like I, I used to be so close-minded to stuff like EDM. Like I did, like when I first started DJing, I didn't even, I didn't even, I, I told myself like, I'm, I'm not going to be an EDM DJ. I'm not going to listen to that stuff. You know, I'm only going to play hip hop. But you know, I, ever since yeah. then, you know, I've, I've found DJs that um, made it sound very tasteful and, and, and made it to my liking. And, and because of that, I've, I consider myself an open genre. Uh, DJ now I'm an open format DJ I, I play more than hip-hop I can you know play different different mm -hmm. styles and and I, I look for music that like that and it's just more you know it gives me a bigger set of tools to use um, when I'm creating my artwork you know it's like a painter having all the pastels in the world you know when they're creating their painting so you know I just like having those options mm -hmm. but it's just been awesome you know being on a musical journey and learning more about music even to this day you know as a as a 28 year old yeah and, and i don't think that ever stops for i guess anybody for anybody and going mm -hmm. and passionate about their thing like they i don't think you'll come up oh i know everything about dance some people sure. d d possibly yeah. probably do um in some form but yeah there's always something you can learn and you pick up every day and no absolutely just keeping that open mind especially yeah, i i I'm, i know i've heard you guys talk about like being a student a lot you know and and always being mm -hmm. that and I, I really i feel like i really associate with that like i i feel like i'm forever going to be a student and i think that actually makes me the happiest just you know it's fun to learn new things and and if i can continue mm -hmm. to learn new things and yeah. never you know i, I never want to shut myself off from learning you know yeah so and i i feel like there's oh for me i was talking about personal like uh, it came to a point where I'm like, oh, I thought I knew it all. Like, that's, I don't know what sure. age you could be. You, you're just like, oh, I know this because I'm successful mm -hmm. in this. And that kind of like um, clouds your mind a little bit. And then when you strip that all away and then you put yourself into something new, you're like, mm -hmm. wow, I do not. Like, you kind of humble, your, humble yourself yeah. a bit. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. That, that's kind of like, all right. <laughs> right. All right. And, oh, definitely. And just speaking of events, like, I know you um, talked about events and you DJ 
multiple events other than machine remains events uh but like what events do you love the most and which one's like the hardest Ooh, ooh, that's a good question. Um, well, shout out to the Machine Remains events. I mean, those were those were really <laughs> enjoyable. Um, we're not plugging. You know, we're just being serious. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different style, right? You know, when you when you DJ those, they're they're jams. They're they're jams and battles. So so you yeah. literally it's it's competition. You know, you're and and you're an integral part of that competition. Um, you know, just as much as the dancers, because like. You have you're, there's pressure on you as a DJ to select a, a good song for them to compete with. You know, if if you're if you're in the final battle and you select a crappy song, as I've learned, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, you know, like the crowd's not going to get into it as much. So, you got you know, you got to be on your P's and Q's. So that's actually pretty challenging. Right. In, in those kind of situations, um, you know, so much respect to the dance community. Like people think it's easy to just press a button and play a song you know, for, for a DJ battle, but you, you, you got to have music knowledge when you do that stuff too, you know? So, um, those are pretty challenging. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I think, uh, things like weddings, um, and, and private events, like, uh, when you do those private events, they, you, you have to cater to your clients, right? Um, you know, obviously when you go to a club mm -hmm. or you spin at a public place, like you can kind of show off your art more and you have more control of, of what you play and whatnot. But when you go to those mm -hmm. private events, like it's all about the client. So, you know, you have to, you have to ask them like, what, what kind of songs do you want? You know, what, what kind of vibe do you want for this? And you have to be able to work with them. And, mm -hmm. you know, at first it, it can be tough if you like don't have all the songs that they want, that they want to play and you have to go in and, and, and do all the research and get all the songs that they want. Um, you know, but as you get your reps in and as you get the experience, like, you know, obviously, and, and as you grow your library as well, uh, it, it gets a little bit easier, but, um, you know, those are kind of the hardest events because you have to learn about your client and, and be quick on the fly too, mm -hmm. if, uh, uh, based on what their needs are, you know, rather than, uh, you know, you don't get as much creativity when you, when you do those events. So you just have to be able to adapt quickly. Great advice right there. It's just yeah. kind of uh, understand your clients too. You can't just like, oh, okay, I'm this, I'm going to play this. And that's how I'm always going to play it. No, yeah, it's very true. And then since we talked a little bit about like just different clientele, every, every party, every event's mm -hmm. a different animal. And, you know, like, I mean, even though, like dance events, like we like, were talking about, um, I've been friends with machines for a, a long time, you know, work with them at events and stuff and volunteered at the events, help them set up. It's, it's crazy, man. Like, it's like every dancer has their own vibe and you can kind of, you have to like, look at the, like, the, the dancer say is he like okay or kind of watch him along the way like okay this is the vibe that this guy's giving me like i need to give him something like that so they feel mm -hmm. it when they're dancing or, or vice versa if you don't give them what they want they're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear it from them it's, it's sometimes you play a track and then you literally see the dance floor clear like it, yeah um and i and i've done that yeah, like yeah. i i'm pretty sure cj like we finished it somewhere in that where oh, you're yeah. like, oh, this track, is, I, I love this track so much. Plenty of times. Put it on. <laughs> Plenty of times where I'm like, oh, man, this track is going to slap on the dance floor. Everyone's going to go crazy. And it's just crickets. Yep. That's <laughs> and no, you see it clear and you're like, oh, man. That's, that's uh, your lesson. That's how you learn. So you're like, okay, next time, next time I'm going to show on that track. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like, all right. <laughs> Speaking of like just people and stuff, like, what is like one thing that you wish like people didn't do during events? I know, for example, oh, like man. requesting like explicit <laughs> music or like hearing the same song over and over. Like you're probably like, I yeah, love man. you, but I played that yeah, song man. like ten I mean, times. I think, I think in the DJ community, like the one 
you know the one thing that is on top of everyone's pet peeve list is is requests for sure because (laughs) when you're especially when you're out doing a public thing like it's you you think about this venue hired you right because they they like your craft they like the way they like the way you Mm -hmm. spin they like your technique right so they trust your art so they hired you to do this and then mm-hmm. this crowd goer comes up to you and, and asks you to play a song that they want that doesn't necessarily fit your style, but also it's kind of a sense of the, the crowd goer thinks that they know the crowd better than you by requesting a song. Like, oh, yeah. play the song, it's mm-hmm. lab, you know? <laughs> when, you know, it's just kind of like, one, you know, I'm trying to cater to everyone. That's my job as a DJ, to make the whole dance floor uh, go off not just you not just mm-hmm. one person right so you know it, it's like one of these rants that i wish i could tell to to just people that go to bars and clubs and stuff. <laughs> um, you know so it's like that's the first thing um you know but and then the second thing is um just like if you wanted to hear that song like you can go on your phone and go to spotify and play that song you can go outside and, and hear it. You can you have control over whenever you want to hear that song. So why are you stressing about <laughs> it at a time, you know, when you can hear it at any other time, right? Um, you know, so it's just kind of that's yeah. kind of my rant on on requests, and I'd say that's probably my number one pet peeve. But I'll also say this: I'll also say that like not all requests are bad. Uh, sometimes requests are just bad timing, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people will give me a request mm-hmm. and. I'll show them my laptop because I actually have that song playing up next. Right. Yeah. So uh, okay. It's not a diss, mm-hmm. You know, I don't diss all requests. I listen to all requests, but sometimes people are going to try to request songs that change the vibe and change the whole mood of the dance floor because they think that's the right thing to do. And that's where it gets tough for DJs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so not all requests yeah. are bad. Um, if you know how, if you can, if you're a party goer, you're a club goer and, uh, you know how to read a DJ and, and you you can sense what kind of vibe it's in and then you request a song. I might respect it. You know, I might play it for you. Um, but if you're just trying to play something completely mm-hmm. different that's going to take the whole mood out and, and clear the dance floor, then uh, that's uh, frustrating. <laughs> frustrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Thanks, Is there like a good and bash back. way that you kind of like... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no you're fine man is there like a good and bad way that you kind of like tell them like no no i, I never, can't like especially i never say yes or no I say, I say let me see if like, i can hear about this never say yes or no uh okay. because guess what if if you're in a club mm-hmm. and yes. and you request a song the chances that you're drunk are likely high the chances that you're gonna leave in 10 minutes are likely high as well so it's a chance they might forget about it so, <laughs> yes you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very so true. just say i'll, I'll get to it yeah yeah it is a it's great way like it opens it's it's not a yes or no it's not a guarantee they can't be like hey cj you told me yes Mm -hmm. um i guess not switching fully gear but like fitness has been huge for you too other than (laughs) dj like we talked about this we worked out Mm -hmm. several i don't know several times times. like randomly um and i'm still not as fit as tret man i still want abs no i don't i don't even have abs (laughs) um i've seen them them. don't lie (laughs) Um, we, we eat too much, man. It's the Asian <laughs> yeah, thing. We, right, we have a lot right. of rice. <laughs> but, uh, we, we work out. We also eat a lot too. That's a good all that carbs. <laughs> all that carbs. We'll be working out hard and then go home and then like uh, we're having. Okay, barbecue. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like okay, we worked out for two hours. We ruined it. Not ruined it. I wouldn't say ruined it because we're treating ourselves. We fueled but... <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> we... Yeah. 
exactly we need the protein but like, <laughs> but like dj and fitness like how that came about and it just like what what drives you like other than just oh, of course the health stuff but like what yeah. drives you with it uh fitness man uh you know i like i as i mentioned earlier in high school i was uh, i was crazy about sports uh, my whole life i've loved sports um in mm. fact in i remember in eighth grade i um you know, like they make the yearbook and you write like a short bio of what you want to be. I remember in my eighth grade yearbook, I said, I want to play in the NFL. Right. Okay. So like okay. Obviously, you see that worked out. right? But um, you can still get drafted. It's all right. <laughs> but um, no, nah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. so okay. because I've loved sports so much, like I feel like my whole life I've had like and I post this on my hashtag on my on my fit page. Siege gets fit. I post hashtag athlete mentality. Right. Um. Because I feel like you can take that mentality mm-hmm. it's, and not just put it on the field or on the court, but you can also put that in real life as well. So I always view everything I do as, uh, mm-hmm. as an athlete. There's, there's prep that you got to do. There's an off season. And then there's, there's the game, which for me as a DJ would be, you know, performing at an actual event. Right. So, you know, I kind of break down a, mm-hmm. a lot of things in my life based on uh, how an athlete would. Right. Um, so there's that obsession of being, of liking sports and being an athlete, but also, um, I guess what got me really committed to fitness before um, was back in, uh, what was it, 2017, I guess? 2017, I had a very tough year. Um, just like mentally, it was bad. Um, I went through a breakup. I, you know, I was I was sort of depressed, I guess. Um, but it was just a really tough year. And, and like DJing was kind of tough, too. I was kind of at a crossroads with that. Um, but uh, because of that, you know, I was stress eating a lot and I was, I was getting fat. I wasn't going to the gym. Um, I remember I, uh, (laughs) uh, the thing that kind of woke me up was, uh, at the end of 2017, I, um, I did this trip to LA, uh, with our, uh, with our very good friend, Phil, right? (laughs) Um, and so we went out to LA and met up with some friends and we had a really great time. Right. And then, um, when I got back, I, I looked at like all the pictures and I was like, God damn, I am fat. Like, man, I look chunky. I look horrible. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. and I actually sit on the scale at the end of the year yeah. and I see the number 181 on there. I was like, it was shocking to me. Like I never, the heaviest before that I ever weighed was 170. And that was in high school when I was playing sports. So I actually had to be like sort of big. Right. And, and me only being five, five, like that's a lot already. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I saw 181 on the, um at the end of yeah. 2017 i was like this isn't good like i'm not trending well not, not just as it, it isn't good for my appearance but also like i'm actually getting fat and this is going to affect my health right um so it was a wake-up call for me and i felt mm-hmm. like i didn't have any other option but to start working out you know i like i felt like i i couldn't just stay there and and be depressed like i i have to get out there and actually start something so 20 beginning of 2018 i i just got on it i um you know i started uh, I, I started, I wanted to be foundational. So um, I didn't even go to the gym for the first six months. I just mm-hmm. did home workouts. I, I just did body weight workouts. I just wanted to work out by myself and learn how to move my body. Right. Um, and then from there, I decided, okay, mm-hmm. now I'm going to go to the gym. Now I'm going to learn how to work out um, uh, with weights again. Cause I hadn't done that in, in a long time. So I learned how to work out with weights. And then, um, you know, I, as it flowed, you know, not only did uh, I actually see results and, you know, I, I lost a bunch of weight, but also, um, I just enjoyed working out. Like it was, it's obviously good for your health. Um, but it's a, it's a great stress reliever. Um, 
And so I, any stresses that I had, um, you know, I, I knew that I could take it out uh, whenever it was in the gym. Like the gym is my time, right? I usually like working out by myself because um, that's my time to de-stress. That's my time to meditate um, and to, you know, to just kind of get it all out of my system. And, and I also like to work out in the mornings because um, one of my coworkers, uh, I remember he told me this. He's like, the cool thing about working out in the morning is like you do it before you actually go to work or do what you ever have to do. And it's the, and you can like check it off your list. Like it, you accomplished one thing before 8 a.m., right? So, mm -hmm. so you can tell yourself that every day, like whenever you get, yeah. whenever you finish your workout, like, okay, cool. I accomplished one thing. I can accomplish everything. You know, I can, I can finish up the rest mm -hmm. of my day strong and, and do that. So, um, you know, that's kind of where the obsession comes from. And to this day, you know, I, I'm more motivated than ever. Uh, I've never struggled to have motivation to work out. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to go, you know, just by, uh, just by enjoying the process, you know, so I've, uh, to this day, like I said, I, I, I still continue it. I, I set new goals for myself every few months and, uh, I don't know. It's just fun to me. It's fun to me, but it's also good for your mental health, I think. Yeah. And with everything said, like, um, how you found yourself healthier and everything on your mental health, like, uh, is there other things that you're like, man, th this really worked? Like, has it improved everything else, like all, other aspects of your life? Like how, like, just the changes that like, you have made with just everything with uh, fitness and DJ and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And that growth, like, have you seen it like, uh, firsthand, like it worked for me, it worked. And then this is how I saw how it worked. Yeah. I mean, I think, I definitely saw it like at the end of 2018 when I had actually lost a bunch of weight and like I would go back to people that I hadn't seen in a while and they actually noticed a difference. You know, um, that did a lot to boost my confidence. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't doing it for them, but you know, whenever I'd show up and they mm -hmm. say and they notice it, um, that kind of told me like, okay, wow, like you're you're actually making strides. Um, you're actually, you know, uh, things are actually happening for you, yeah. and and it's kind of the fruits of your labor. Um, so there's that, but also, uh, just being able to be confident, um, in, in my body, I wasn't confident when I was, you know, back at, when I was 181 pounds, I, I didn't feel confident at the time. And, um, you know, that's one reason why I had a bad year. Um, but now just like knowing that I'm putting in as much effort as I can to be healthy and I'm putting in as much effort as I can to to be the best at my, at my craft and my passion. Like as long as I know I'm putting the effort in and I'm giving it a hundred percent, I can, I can sit here with confidence uh, around whoever. Um, it can be someone that's better than me, someone that um, isn't as experienced as me. Like I, I can feel confident. And going about all, like all the changes yeah, you've made everything. And I, I would say support system is huge for you too, as well. Would you say like, that's true in that statement? Like you, you want to find that support system? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely good to have a support system. I think, I think it's really important, um, especially if you're trying to chase a goal, that you have people that are like-minded. Now, that doesn't always mean uh, people that are uh, chasing the same exact thing as you or in the same passion as you. Like, for example, I'm, you know, I, obviously, we're, we're all good friends, and I, I hang out with Tread a lot. I hang out with Peter. I started to hang out with Peter more, and I'm glad I have. Um, but, uh, even... <laughs> appreciate it but man. like even even a lot of our other friends Brett, that we hang out with, like, we have it, a lot of go-getters right? in, in yeah. yeah i think the cool thing is i don't have to be mm. to do exactly what they're doing but when i see that they're on their grind and and they're um they're being successful and and they're proud of what uh 
uh, what they've accomplished, that pushes me to be like, okay, I'm going to go in and do my thing on what I'm passionate about, right? It just like, you know, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. I know there's a quote like that. So it's like seeing, being able to see people like you two successful and, and having a successful brand and, and having successful, uh, you know, uh, IG, IG um, social media accounts that are doing numbers and stuff. When I see that and I see you guys on your grind and stuff, that tells me like, oh man, like they're doing that. I'm going to go on my grind too. And then we're all going to be at the top and it's going to be dope. And we're going to celebrate because we're, we're dope people, <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> Bro, we're looking forward to that day. We push each other and we don't even have to do the same thing. You know? I think, so I think yeah, yeah. that's the support system that I appreciate the most is, is the people being around hustlers, be, being around people who are, are mm-hmm. just motivated about their passion as I am. Now, now on the flip side, who, what would you say to the people that doesn't support you? Let, let's say like they're, they're not out to like, like help and lift you up. Yeah. But they're more so like, man, why are you doing that? Like stay I mean, here, stay at this. You know, it's like whatever, you know, there's no hard feelings. Um, you know, especially for me, like people, creatives, mm-hmm. you know, art is subjective and, because of that, like it's, it's too, life is way too short to like waste time on things that don't interest you. You know, it's like, if mm, yeah. like, there's no point in, in, you yeah. know, like you think about keyboard trolls and, and, and people who like go on, on posts every day, just to say negative things or go on YouTube videos to say, to comment negative things about celebrities or whatnot. Like, you're like, why are you spending your time, time with that? You know? And so, um, if, if you don't agree with what yeah. I'm doing, if you, you know, if you don't like my art or my craft or whatever, like, that's fine. I got nothing against you. Like, I hope you go out and find something that you do like, and you take whatever energy you have to put negative things on people mm-hmm. and, you know, use it to find something that you do like in the world. There's so many things in the world that you can, you can find that, that will probably please you. So like, go find that as long as you're not hurting people, like, go, yeah. go put energy towards that, you know, like, <laughs> no, no, no argument and just like speaking of that too, like um, what we're all getting at is, I guess you can you can disagree what we're doing, or you can have feedback and stuff like that. And we're willing to learn and how you your intentions behind your disagreement or your intention behind your feedback. Oh, for sure. Right? Like like what? Um, you can't just be like, oh, I just don't like it because I don't like it because I'm I'm trying to be better than you. That's different versus like feedback as in like yeah. Hey, I, I didn't. It didn't make sense here. Like, I, I really want to give feedback because I hopefully that will help you. Sure, sure. Dude, we're we're all all of us yeah. will appreciate that. Like, fitness tips or stuff like that. That well, help can, us. And, and, and like, as you said earlier, we can we can sniff shit out, right? So you know, we can tell when someone's being malicious versus oh, when yeah, someone exactly. actually that is trying to provide you know uh, productive criticism and feedback that you know wants to that implies mm-hmm. that we can do better, right? So. You know, I, I, I'm definitely working exactly. on that, but I've, you know, I, I feel like there's a difference between people that provide feedback just to be malicious and just to troll versus, uh, you know, people who actually do care about, uh, you getting better and want to see you succeed. So there's, you, you gotta be able to differentiate that. Yeah, no, it's definitely. And that's really great advice, man. Like exactly. Like anybody, it's just being genuine online, just being your true self. You know, I say this every day, like take care of people and people will take care of you just be treated how you want, how you would like to be treated, you know, treat everybody the same way. That's what's most important. And if you're going to give feedback, give the constructive criticism. Don't give like that, you know, <laughs> that crap. Like, oh, you suck. Like, why, do, why do I suck? Like, 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 and they're like, 
I don't know. I just don't like you. <laughs> that doesn't help. Like, okay, thanks. Like, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> but um, yeah, speaking of advice and stuff, like for anybody that's listening to the podcast, what what are some like life lessons yeah. that you've learned um, that you want to recommend to know. people? I mean, I, I have a lot. Um, I'll say, yeah. I'll say this. I'll say the last, you know, the, the last two podcasts no I heard, I agree with that 100%. And I mean, you know, there's all these cliche sayings in the book that, mm-hmm. that you could put out, you know, um, but uh, anything that was said in the last two podcasts, you know, I agree with asking questions for sure, not being afraid to take risks, um, you know, things like that. Um, I think earlier I said, expect to be a student for life. Um, you know, the, the, I think one thing I, I see from that is um, any time invested, I feel like is growth and progress no matter what. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I, for example, I'll share a quick story. One, I, I went to college and, you know, I had the time of my life. Uh, I obviously made a lot of friends for life there and I got a lot of opportunity in like student orgs and, and gained a lot of experience through that. Um, in terms of like my actual major and, and the mm-hmm. classes that I took and stuff, I came out of college not knowing what I wanted to do, right? But I can tell you that college helped me eliminate mm-hmm. what I didn't want to do. So, you know, uh, and I feel like a lot of people would see that as a failure yeah. saying, oh man, I'm, I, you know, I'm fresh out of college and I still don't have a job. I still don't know what my career path is, but if you look at it as, okay, well, I've kind of, you know, by process of elimination, I've narrowed down, you know, I, I've taken out some options off the list. Like that's progress, right? You know, that's a way instead of yeah, wasting absolutely. your time with it down the road, now you know what you don't want to do. So you can just put that to the side and continue your journey of, of finding what you do want to do, right? And so that's why I say time invested. Uh, I feel like no matter what the result is, like it, part of the journey is, is, taking L sometimes taking having failures and and learning from those failures and and then using that to uh be better the next time uh no matter what you're doing so uh, i feel like that's kind of that's probably the one main thing that i've associated with myself in terms of uh you know what i i guess that like encompasses what my journey has been up to this point is you know no matter how many failures i've had um or how many successes i've had um you know just the time i've spent invested into what i want to do is uh helps me grow and so it's it's growth no matter what i feel like wow yeah like to everybody that's hanging out with us either you're in your car or at home i don't know sitting in the backyard whatever you're doing and hanging out with us that patio patio, i don't know but (laughs) but just hanging out with us that's the thing like uh, that's why we have cj on that's why we have others on like just to help with that just to like kind of put things into perspective in that sense and find it relatable like the support everybody appreciates the support and i i appreciate you cj peters appreciate you too as well like we we oh man just yeah, just, just refer well, back CJ, to our other you. podcasts and like what the story we're helping and hanging out and just and kind of going about it that way we definitely appreciate it for that so and i pre- i appreciate you guys like yeah, i want to congratulate you guys because um, you know, I'm, I'm it's like I said, it's an honor for me to be on one of your first, you know, first few episodes. I, I really appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate the platform. And I really think, especially after listening to like the past uh, few episodes, the, fir- the first ones that you posted, I, I feel like this could be something special. Like, and, and I, I can sense that you guys really want to work into this. And so, you know, I, 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 I just, I hope you guys keep going, man. Cause I really, I really like this and I think this can be something big. 
Um, you know, obviously you were doing it on a national stage and, and even international, right. With your first guest, but, um, yeah. <laughs> in our community mm -hmm. i feel like this is, would be a great space yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to provide a platform for a lot of people in our community as well um and so i, I just hope you guys continue this work and and i look forward to uh mm -hmm. you know listening to two episodes down the road man no absolutely and then and then oh, once we get to like, yours you get to be listening to, to yours um, <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't know how you feel about that but <laughs> you know <laughs> you gotta be listening to your own voice <laughs> <laughs> No worries. The funny thing is, like, I listened to our, uh, both me and Chet like edit each other like so much that we're like, I don't know. For me, at least, there's this this weird narcissistic <laughs> feeling that you're like, oh, this sounds pretty nice. I don't know why, but I just get that weird feeling. I'm like, okay, this is nice listening. Uh, to yeah, me yeah we, we just people. pop up this in people's cool. car and they're like, whoa, whoa, where are you? <laughs> and then we're just like in the car. Uh, <laughs> and, man, and. Where where could everybody find you, CJ? Like, oh, sure. they want to reach out to just like to book you or just to, just to chat with you. Yeah, I know you're open to that yep. too. So, um, all my social media platforms: uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Twitch. Uh, it's uh, Siege the DJ. So at S I E G E the DJ, um, and also on Mixcloud as well. That's where I actually post a lot of my mixes. Um, but also on Twitch, I just got on Twitch. Um, you know, ever since. Uh, this lockdown, this quarantine, I, I've been live streaming every week. Um, call it the virtual pregame because I kind of get on earlier than a lot of the other DJs that come on on Friday, so I call it the pregame. But um, yeah, if you you know if you ever want to hear music um, or just need a distraction from all the crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now, you know, uh, feel free to to tune in on Twitch and on my personal Facebook page if you're my friend. And um, you know, the cool thing about live streaming these days is um you can turn it on and then do whatever you want right like eat. yeah yeah like it's not the effort of like if i were spinning mm -hmm. at an event like you would have to come to the event you'd have to drive yourself there you have to stay there you know but here with live streaming you know i just i just come on and i play my music and yeah you guys can turn it on and literally do whatever you want you, know, you can go eat you can go drink you can you could put me on in the other room and then close the door <laughs> you know so you know whatever it is, you know i'm just i'm there i'm there on friday so feel free to tune in twitch.tv slash and let me yeah. let me just take over the soundtrack for, for sure let me, let me play a soundtrack and get y'all dancing all right nice. what other ways you can close out a friday night right exactly exactly man. go grab a drink and man. turn on your tv and and watch me say crazy stuff Twitch is an interesting platform too, is yeah, what I heard. Uh, Twitch.tv. Oh, remind me of the, the link again. DJ. Right and to down, everybody that's hanging out with us too as well, don't forget to subscribe to Hangout Talks. Follow, um, join us, rate and like Hangout Talks on all your podcast listening channels. Um, and remember to follow us on Instagram too as well. Mine is Mr. Good underscore all. And then mine is Peter underscore the suited marketer. Hang out with us, guys. Yeah. We love to have you. Peter, said, CJ, guys. looking forward to right. hanging out with everybody. Everybody's listening. See you all in the next episode, and we'll hang out again. Yeah, I appreciate y'all.